Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're all kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. edition of Guzman's Gridiron presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia live from the Double Eagles Saloon and Deck Bar here in Vineland, New Jersey. KB, Coach Guzman. Coach, we went on the road last week against one of the more talented teams in South Jersey against Holy Absolutely. Spirit. Not the outcome at the end that you wanted to see, uh, but early takeaways from that game against Holy Spirit in our book from the broadcast side of things and just watching the game to prepare for the show. The defense was spectacular. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, Coach Smith, Coach Shelton, um, you know, Coach Wimbish. I mean, these guys are just putting in the work. You know, they're putting in the time. Um, you know, the kids are following suit. Uh, and, and you see it out there. You saw a lot of positives. If you're a football person and know football for real, um, you saw a lot of positive things out there, not only uh, defensively, but offensively and special teams. So very proud of my kids for how they fought. Yeah, a lot of, of big takeaways defensively from this game. And, you know, it was a, a very similar thing where it was just, you know, a couple of big plays here and there over the middle, those seam routes that number four was able to run from Holy Spirit and just take it to the house and use his speed to his advantage really led to a multitude of scoring there. And for the most part, you could say number four outscored Vineland, right, you know, right. in that game. But defensively, I thought you guys were able to apply pressure, especially improvement-wise from the last road game where Kingsway, right. when we were on the road against Kingsway, they were able to score on third and long, fourth down opportunities. Right. And that's where their touchdowns came from. In this game, Holy Spirit, if I'm not mistaken, went over on their fourth down yes. attempts. Yes. That's a huge improvement in my book, watching that from mm -hmm. a road game perspective too being able to stop a team who's going to say, hey, we're going to push the chips in the middle. We're going to go for it right. on fourth down. We're going to test your defense. Right. I thought the defense stepped up in a big way in those key situations to prevent longer drives from happening, getting off the field, and giving the offense an opportunity to get out there on, on the field and, and perform and give you guys an opportunity to stay in the game. I thought the defense in those key situations was magnificent. Uh, again, the defense was stout, um, you know, when it came down to them rolling the chips, you know, rolling the dice with, you know, chips fully on the table, uh, they lost that. They lost that on, on fourth down. And they're, they're a team that's known to go for it on fourth mm -hmm. down all the time. Um, so, you know, again, I, I'm very proud of the way that our kids reacted in those situations. You know, you know those seam routes, it was, it was tough to, to look at that. In that, you know, in practice, we went over that mm -hmm. over and over. Um, so just mental lapses, uh, again, it's, it's, it's to the point where, again, I tell my kids, you know, we have yet to put together four quarters of football. If we did, wow. You know, wow. Mm -hmm. what, what an outcome would, would be waiting for us at the end of that road um, if we just put together four quarters. It seems like we just, you know, we'll give you glimpses here mm -hmm. and there of, wow, wait, this team is, is legitimate. And then all of a sudden it's like we fall off that track. Um, but, again, you know, we went to work. Uh, we've been working all week, and um, we're looking forward to EHT come home coming on Saturday. Once again, one of the players that stood out to me in this one, and he's been fantastic all year, Mason Afanador on both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively, had himself a performance. This is one of those ones that, you know, Mason, if you're watching, which I know you are, put this on your huddle tape. Brother. Absolutely. Like this was Absolutely. a game that is going to stand out for you when it comes to the end of the season, looking through your highlights, this was a highlight game for Mason Afanador. Um, again, we absolutely love Mason. Um, you know, he's not only giving you route running and catching from an offensive perspective, 
he's coming downhill and cracking cats on defense. Like he's – it's all picture perfect. I mean, he had 14 tackles. Kyle, 14 That's tackles. That's unheard of at the high school okay. level, especially against a team – like a Holy Spirit. Which is, you're looking at a team which is, I'm almost guaranteeing you, they're going to be in the state game. Mm-hmm. That's almost a guarantee, okay? So it was no slouch of a team or anything. Um, they're legitimate through and through. And, and we you know, said last week, you guys were on litmus test mode. Yes. Like, that was like, let's see yes. where we stack up against a team that we know is going to be playing into December. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what? I think our kids showed a team that, that was kind of riding a high of, all right, you know, we, we've been, you know, getting our wins here and very easily mm-hmm. come halftime. It wasn't uh, that type of party, you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, again, we had lapses in those, you know, two coverages that were blown. Those were just two blown coverages, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. And, and you know, if, if, if our guys were in the right spot, could have been maybe a different outcome with uh, number four. But kudos to him. He did his thing. He did his job. That's called knowing your spot, knowing your role. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, our our kids are really going to have to capitalize on, you know, alignment, assignment, adjustment, the three A's. They really have to hone in on those keys defensively. Um, And offensively, we have got to be able to move the ball. When we want to move the ball Mm -hmm. downfield, we've got to be able to do that. Um, And I know all of our offensive coaches, they're putting in that time um, to, to get the job done, come homecoming game on Saturday at 1. It was another, you know, week of seeing Tank under center playing quarterback. What did you guys take away from a full week of him, you know, being prepared and, and knowing this was, you know, the direction that you guys wanted to go with with him at quarterback and preparing for a defense that Holy Spirit, you know, presents to you? What did you guys take away from his performance? You know, he used his legs a bit, was able to throw the rock a right. little bit. Um, some spots that he definitely missed, and I know you could see it on his face that he wanted them back more than anything. Right. But that's just the type of player he is. When he doesn't, he, he is in the best case scenario a perfectionist. Like, right. And that is the whole Powell family. They want to be yes. perfect at their craft no matter what it is. And yeah. to see those moments, it was like you could see he wanted some of those throws back. Uh, what did you guys take away evaluation-wise watching film from Tank's performance against Holy Spirit? Um Again, Tyrell Powell gives you so many different ways to attack a defense. Um, he could attack you, you know, by way of using his legs if he wants. He could attack you in the air if he wants. Um, just a dynamic player, dynamic athlete. He is a, a true athlete in, in, in the sense where you can literally put him in different spots and he's going to shine. Mm-hmm. He's going to do his thing. Put him at wide out, he's going to do his thing. Put him at quarterback. I mean, it's something about that that – how genetics um, that kind of gets them moving in a direction that that you're like sometimes looking at each other like did that just happen? Yeah, it just happened. And it's to him it's like ah, all right, I got it done. Next, you know, look mm-hmm. over next play because it's like wow, you just did something remarkable. But we'll, we'll talk about it in film come Monday. But uh, yeah, Tank <laughs> is just um, he's a pleasure to coach, man. And any coach that gets him at the next level is going to have him, you know, themselves a, a hell of a player football player and he is the type of player that you know this wasn't his expectation personally to come into the season to play quarterback right. it wasn't you guys as a staff no. expectation no. either you know injuries happen and you're thrown into a situation where you got to go to a guy that you can trust to have the ball in his hands whether uh-huh. it's running or throwing and I think you know you've seen the progression too where it's like all right you know I wasn't expected to to be the quarterback let me try to just get through this game then it's like okay I am the quarterback I'm going to go out and ball out and take this opportunity, showcase my talents, maybe at a position that I wasn't intending on showcasing them at, but I'm going to show that I can play here and be an athlete no matter where I am on the field. Uh, Like I said, I mean, this kid is just a plug-and-play kid. Uh, You know, he doesn't, you know, give you anything other than positives come game night, you know, game night. So, um, you know, we can't can't ask enough about that kid. He's he's just – He's dynamic in his approach. He's a student of the game. Um, and, again, I can't wait to see where he goes next level-wise, um, what school he picks, because they're going to have themselves a football player. And, you know, you talk about 
the offense, moving the ball when you guys wanted to move it. This really felt like the first game in a lot of instances where the offense did kind of get stalled. Mm-hmm. You know, there was opportunities where you wanted to take advantage of things and Holy Spirit was able to either shut it down or, you know, a turnover happened, what have you. What do you think kind of just didn't click with the offense as the game progressed where you guys weren't able to move the ball at the rate that you felt you were capable of? Uh, I think that at the end of the day, the the mental errors, again – us shooting ourselves in the foot. It's not so much what these other teams have done. It really isn't because these guys are guys. They see it in practice day in and day out. Of course, the scout team is not going to give you the look that Mm -hmm. the actual team you're facing is giving you. But they're seeing every scheme that throughout film work they've shown, they're seeing it day in and day out. So there's no excuses. We lost the game, period. Why? Us shooting ourselves in the foot. In my opinion, it should have been a lot closer, or who knows, maybe we upset that team Mm -hmm. if we're mistake-free and we put together four quarters of football, which we didn't. So, again, kudos to, you know, Holy Spirit and their coaching staff, um, you know, and I wish them well the rest of the way. Composure-wise, you know, uh, another crack at looking at the way you guys were performing on the road. How do you guys feel like you adjusted from – that first road trip against Kingsway to this one against Holy Spirit, obviously not the outcome, but, you know, right. just preparation-wise and throughout the game, how do you feel like you responded to another hostile road environment? I think our kids responded well. I mean, it was pretty quiet, if you remember, yeah. till the middle of the second quarter where they finally scored. So they, you could hear pretty much pin drops. Like, it, it was pretty quiet. And it was their senior night. Um, so, you know, I think the kids reacted the, the way they should, you know, with a little chip on their shoulder. Um, however, uh, again, you can't have mistakes and not against teams like that, not against teams that you know are going to be in the postseason. Mm-hmm. You just can't. And, you know, looking at film and everything, what are some things you guys picked up on, you know, from watching this matchup and want to correct, you know, some things that may have, you know, been something you, you worked on, didn't exactly meticulate in the game and now it's like okay we have to correct this if we want to progress forward win these final couple games down the stretch and give ourselves a shot at being in a postseason match uh i believe that the first thing we have to do is you know and which we have this week is go back to the foundation um you know we went back to basics we're keeping it very uh simple sweet um you know we just had a we almost had a like go back in the playbook and kind of trim the fat and just go with what is best for our kids. And, um, again, we're going to see what happens come EHD. I know that the kids are fired up, uh, not just because it's homecoming, but they, they want to get that almost like that monkey off their back where they, you know, there's just loss after loss. You know, it kind of drains – if it drains us coaches and we're grown men, mm-hmm. it's going to drain – it's going to drain these kids, you know. It, it, it does. And I, I want – them to experience, you know, that happy feeling again that, that wow, we, we grinded out through a week of practice and now payday, and we got paid with a win. So, again, I'm, 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 firing, I'm firing on all cylinders. All the, all the uh, coaches are firing on all cylinders. Um, we're ready to, to change that outcome come Saturday. Now, we didn't get to do a post-game interview on our social media channels this week just because of – uh, senior night at Holy Spirit and everything and how everything was set up there. But do want to congratulate because I think the coaches would agree. In our book, Mason Afanador was this week's player of the game. Absolutely. Hands Absolutely. down. And it's brought to you by Allen Associates. Big thank you to Allen Associates for sponsoring the show and our player of the game on social this year. Uh, and if you're looking for a reliable and experienced insurance agency that caters to all your needs, Look no further than Allen Associates Insurance Services with over six decades of experience under their belts. They specialize in health insurance, financial services, and accounting. And whether you're part of the public or private sector, they've got you covered. Their family-owned business currently helps upwards of 300 groups throughout New Jersey, providing them with the best insurance options available. And you can now easily uh, access their services by visiting their brand-new website, which is available Linked in the description on audio and on YouTube, and it's probably on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube, so you can go check them out at their website. So join the family and let them help you secure your future. And you can also contact them by calling 856-692-2250. That's 856-692-2250. Big thank you to Allen Associates for sponsoring Guzman's Gridiron and our player of the game. 
let's talk a little bit more about Mason. You know, just the way he's been able to progress. He is part of, you know, that trio that got called up from uh, the freshman squad a couple years ago, and they've all kind of grown together. What has kind of clicked in your guys' opinion as a staff for Mason? Because it's not traditional that you see somebody, especially at the high school level, perform at the elite level that he's playing on both sides of the ball. Usually, you know, one side takes a hit because you do want to focus on something that you're better at. And when you're playing both sides of the ball throughout an entire game, one aspect of your game can take a hit just from exhaustion alone. But it feels like Mason can go out there full four quarters and deliver on both sides of the ball. What do you think from even just last season to this year has, you know, clicked for Mason to really take that next step for his, you know, football playing career? Uh, Let me tell you something. Mason Fandor has made incredible strides from last year to this year. Um, he's not just a one-trick pony anymore. You know, he, he was utilized in limited space last year offensively. Um, I, he may have gotten in at Brewster uh, a few plays here and there, nothing major. Um, fast forward to this year, this gentleman has put in the work needed in the offseason, okay, in that weight room, in the strength and conditioning program that we have going, and it shows I mean, it shows clearly on film, um, you know, any, any type of uh, college scout looking, well, he jumps out at you, okay? He's all over the field. Offensively, he's catching everything, okay? Don't matter what kind of pass you throw at him, he's going to catch it. Um, you know, he high points the ball. All the little things that you look at, he's holding the football to the sideline, okay? He's making sure two hands are on the football in traffic. All of the little things that take care of the big things he's doing. Not only offensively, but defensively. He's making sure that he squares his shoulders upon contact. You know, near shoulder, you know, he's always near shoulder, near hip, more power. So, you know, all of the tackling strategies that he's using are all repetitive in practice, and he's going ahead and applying it during the game, and you see it. Um, There's no fear. He's coming full steam, and whoever's in his way – Look out because mm-hmm. he is going to he's going to make the tackle. I mean, I have maybe a few tackles he's missed throughout these games, maybe two or three. But he's a sure hitter to make sure that he not only wraps, but he makes sure that he goes ahead, applies that pressure to his uh, chest as he's taught in, in uh, practice and rolls. OK, to make sure that he ensures the tackle like he does everything picture perfect. So kudos to him. That's his work ethic. And, uh, you know. You haven't seen the the last of Mason Afanador, I'll tell you that much. And, you know, you obviously have your captains on a team, but to have somebody like Mason, he's not the only one on this roster either, but to have somebody like a Mason Afanador to lead by example and doing all of those little things during a week of practice and then into a game, how beneficial is that for you guys as coaches to be like, look what Mason's doing. Look what he's doing to put in the work throughout an entire week of practice from film and install to the weight room to practice, to pads, to, you know, the whole nine yards. Right. And be able to come away with a successful game like he did against Holy Spirit and like he has all season long. How beneficial is that for you guys as a coaching staff to just point, hey, look at number 25? Uh, Again, it's not even to that point where we have to even say anything. The kids, they see through glass, like I said. So they're out there, they're looking, they're like, and you hear them talking. Like we, we as a staff, you know, we see everything, hear everything. Mason's, Mason's balling. He's balling. Yes. You know why he's balling? Because he puts the work and time in to his craft. Um, so, again, kudos to Mason and what he's doing. You know, and, and as you said, he's not the only one that's quietly leading by example. You know, you got Saquon. You, Tank himself. Oh, we got all these quiet leaders. They just get the job done and move on to the next play. So we're very fortunate to have kids like that um, because – Quietly, they are leading. It's just done differently mm-hmm. than the vocal, you know, leaders. Coming into, you know, EHT now, how did the injury report look after Holy Spirit? Didn't feel like anybody got too banged up throughout yeah. the game that I can remember, but how's everything looking on the injury front as a whole? Um, as a whole, you know, you got Carter with a little back tightness. Um, so you I know, feel that, brother. I yeah. feel that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little back tightness. I always tell him, you know, and just messing around with him like – Son, that ain't nothing but a little Bengay work for you. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he always laughs at me, but uh, I tell him it's okay. You know, I, I always tell him make sure that you go see the trainers. You know, TD and Dara do a great job. Um, you know, also I tell him when he gets home, ask, you know, his parents, can you please rub my back down, you know, and, and take care of me. Um, and he gets that done at home too, you know. So uh, he's tending to his, you know, his injury. Um, and, you know, all, as far as anyone else that I can think of, that's it. Pretty much, we got everybody else back. Um, so we'll see what uh, what happens. Like I said, come Saturday against EHT. Now going into this EHT game, we're filming this on Thursday because the game is on Saturday. Right. Uh, first time that you've had that extra day to prepare. I asked Coach Russo about this every single year when we did the show with him. You know, how does the Saturday game kind of shift, if it does at all, kind of just the preparation factor to have that extra day to utilize to prepare for a team, whether it's home or on the road. How have you guys used that extra day on your schedule this week with it not being a Friday night game, it's a Saturday afternoon, to prepare for EHT, who is also kind of similar to Washington Township, one of those old Cape Atlantic League rivals, one of those right. newer age rivals too in the sense that They've been on the schedule for oh, yeah. year after year oh, yeah. now, and there's history between their former coach and Coach Russo and everything there, too. So that was always a storyline. But right. to, to have that extra day of preparation, how have you guys utilized that in terms of just scheduling things out this week? Um, it's been really good for us in that we got this extra time to prepare for, you know, for our opponent in EHT. Um, it's, it, nothing really changes in our approach. Um, you know, we got our game plan you know, offensively and defensively, and uh, we approach it as 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 so. So, um, you know, it was nice as a staff being together for that extra day of practice. Um, and I know the kids also got beneficial work out of it. It's just, again, they need those extra reps. You know, overall, we're a younger team, um, so we have to get those extra reps when we can. And it was just very nice to, you know, get that extra day in for this week. Which that extra day, I'm assuming, is today as we record this on yep. Thursday, where this is traditionally your walkthrough, you yep. know, any minor things that you want to tweak and, and put into the game plan. But what was today's vibe of practice overall on a Thursday where traditionally you're just kind of, you know, going through the motions, right. getting ready for things mentally is what your walkthrough is really preparation for. But what was the vibe of practice today like to kind of prepare for a team that you guys know very well? Uh, the vibe was, you know, Great tempo, um, you know, the kids were upbeat, um, and practice went off without a hitch. So, um, you know, again, we're just very excited in that we know we got an extra day of work in. And um, that just means that we know as a staff that the kids should have even more of a, how can I put it, a workman's approach to their craft because everything should really be embedded in their, in their head. You know, mentally we should be firing on all cylinders come Saturday. Um, and if not, that's shame on us. And what has kind of the message been, too, from you guys as a staff for that extra day to kind of just be still in that mindset, still be prepared Friday night? You're traditionally out on the field playing a game, and then you're going home and, you know, going to bed, waking up on right. Saturday morning. Now, you know, you have Friday night kind of off. What is kind of the message there to be like, hey, we got to be locked in because you guys have a game. You have to be prepared for early morning Saturday and you got to be out on the field for a 1 p.m. kickoff. Yes, uh, you know, we, we can't stress enough to the kids. Make sure that when you get home, you tend to your bodies. You go ahead, get a nice meal. Make sure that you get your homework, all that good stuff done, and relax. Put your feet up. If you have any type of lingering little, you know, nicks, take care of them, um, and just relax. There's no need for anything else. Bring your body down from all this, you know, hitting and running. And come Saturday, you got to be prepared to go ahead and, you know, get this W for, uh, you know, homecoming. Saturday game, day game. What's kind of the excitement around that? Obviously, it's it's different from your traditional Friday night, right. you know, event. Saturday, the homecoming festivity is going to be in full swing as well. What is right. kind of just you guys as a staff, you know, to have uh, a Saturday afternoon kind of a college vibe to right. it and, and have Gatone Stadium bumping on the weekend? Um, you know, it, it's, it's nice in that, you know, we know it's not that traditional Friday night light game. 
you know, there is no Friday Night Lights. It's going to be an afternoon, you know, powwow, if you will. And um, it's just exciting in that it's, 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 it's new for us for this year. We haven't had no 1 o'clock game, you know. So um, it's, it's going to be nice in that it'll be our first time as a staff together on a 1 o'clock game. Um, and it's going to be the first time these kids come out to a 1 o'clock game. So um, we're going to see where these chips land, man. I'm telling you, Kyle, I'm trying to get that W. <laughs> we are, listen, we are trying our hardest as a staff, and the kids are trying their hardest as well. And I just want the community to understand that. you know. And, again, those that don't know football, they're going to say whatever because they don't know football. But the people that really know football and know what to look for and improvement and things of that nature, they know that these kids are giving you your all. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. And that's at the end of the day, I can care less. I know they're giving me everything. So I ride with my kids, and that's it. We're going to talk some more homecoming. Get ready for EHT when we come back. We're going to have a word from our sponsors, so don't go anywhere. You're watching Guzman's Gridiron right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. This episode of Guzman's Gridiron is brought to you proudly by Allen Associates. And if you're looking for a reliable and experienced insurance agency that caters to all your needs, look no further than Allen Associates Insurance Services. With over six decades of experience under their belts, they specialize in health insurance, financial services, and accounting. Whether you're part of the public or private sector, they've got you covered. Our family-owned business currently helps upwards of 300 groups throughout New Jersey, providing them with the best insurance options available. You can now easily learn more and access our services by visiting our brand new website, allenassoce.com. That's A-L-L-E-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. Link is also in the description of this episode. So join the family and let us help you secure your future. Contact Allen Associates today by calling 856-692-2250. That's 856-692-2250. We want to thank Allen Associates for being a proud partner of Guzman's Gridiron, the official violent high school football coaches show on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. Big thank you to our sponsors. So, Coach, it's homecoming. Right. What is kind of the message as well for that to enjoy the festivities, have that added boost of adrenaline of homecoming and everything, but don't let it get to be too much. Don't let it be a distraction from the task at hand. Absolutely. Uh, Again, the kids already understand that because I'm constantly in their business is business, and the business at hand is getting this W against the HD. It's not – we're not involved in the, you know, homecoming festivities per se – um, other than it, we have a game that day. So concentrate on the task at hand. Our little fling with the homecoming is tomorrow we have a pep rally, right? That's our little time in this homecoming situation. Come Saturday at 1, it's lock-in, business-like mentality, and let's go. And, I mean, I remember homecoming when I was in high school, which was – 11 years ago, 12 years ago. It's crazy. Time um, goes. Time waits for no man. I, I have the, the trivia for Coach DeShields when he's up there doing his <laughs> halftime trivia. That's my coach, man. Coach. Love you, Coach. Can you name a pair of siblings and now a husband and wife who were involved in Miss Monogram? Hmm. Well done. It's myself. Brain teaser? Brain teaser? My sister and my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law and I were escorts wow. our senior year for Miss Monogram. God my bless. sister was in Miss Monogram. Wow. I don't know any other siblings yeah. and now husband and wife that were involved in Miss Monogram <laughs> throughout their career now, at Violent High School. They're going to have people with these comments. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was in 1978. Let us know. Uh, we we got to have some sort of like collective, yeah, yeah. like a, a Hall of Fame group or something going. Comment. Don't be, don't <laughs> Let be us know. Um, That's a good fact. That's but, a fun you know, fact. Miss Monogram is always fun, and to, to mm-hmm. have that festivity going on and to have just that ambiance of homecoming, how exciting is it for the team to, you know, have that added boost behind them mm-hmm. and just knowing that everybody's coming out for a huge event that they are, you know, kind of the, the main show for, and then there's another main show going on while they're preparing for a second half. Absolutely. Um, our kids are excited, man. They, you know, uh, I'm excited for the kids of volume. Um, you know, 
all them kids deserve all those platforms that they're going to be allotted to on on Saturday. So, you know, kudos to, to all the kids involved with the um, homecoming festivities. Um, kudos to Mr. Feliciano and the band. I mean, he's that kid. He's a great he's a dude, dog. Man. Yeah, he's just a great person, man. And these kids need that, you know. So, again, keep up, you know, the good work that you're doing, Justin. You're doing a real good job with them kids, man. They talk about you in a great way, too. So just know that. I hear everything, brother. Okay. You know, from them, the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders. I mean, you know, Greta's doing a great job with the cheerleaders. I mean, you know, the color guard. We have great kids of Ireland, man. Top down, we have great kids of Ireland. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm i just wishing that everything goes off without a hitch for them because they deserve it. And Our we talked about the, the beginning of the year, just the way that it's been built back up to have that triangle of the football team, yes. the band, and the cheerleaders kind of – having each other's backs yes. again and, and coming together, not being these separate entities no. anymore. And it's almost, you know, to, to get off without a hitch, yes. those three coming together and having a collective Friday night typically and now yes. a, a Saturday afternoon is critical to that home field advantage as well. Absolutely. It's an organic relationship that we've built. Um, just it's really nice, you know, um, whether it's, you know, talking with the head of, you know, the cheerleading squad or talking to the head of the band or the color guard, wh whatever the case may be, all for the kids of violence, man. All these people that are heading these groups are all for the kids of violence. And at the end of the day, that's all I want to see, man. I can care less. Even if I wasn't the head coach of violence, I would want someone to come in, right, that their first priority is the kids, mm -hmm. not trying to look good, not trying to get kudos to, oh, well, I'm going to build my resume here and then possibly go to something. No. Do what's right for the kids. And and it's more than just football. It's so much mm -hmm. more. Like, people have no idea. I'm telling you, Kyle, none. They think they do. Oh, I'm a great football mind and I know this. How do you do in the business of kids? Football mind's only going to take you a certain mm -hmm. degree, dude. Okay. How are you at dealing with kids? And not just kids that, uh, you know, grew up with a you know, silver spoon in their mm -hmm. mouth, but kids in all spectrums, from the kids that are all the way down here, the kids that are born with the silver spoon. How good are you with all that? How's your flexibility? Because you're not just coming in and, all right, this is what I want to run. Da -da 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 -da. It's so much more, mm -hmm. man. It's so much more. So, again, um, I love my staff. My staff is, in my opinion, the greatest on the planet because at the end of the day, they're all about the kids of Vine. Mm -hmm. And all of our kids know that wholeheartedly. Plus a that. bunch of them were those kids yes. from Vineland. Yeah, and pl it, you see what I did. I mean, there's no, you know, magic to my reason here. There really isn't. It's I want kids from Vineland to make sure that when they come in as staff now, these kids that are underlings, wait, I know you. Mm -hmm. You played in such and such year. Or you still help coach down at 3rd Street. Or you still help coach down at the Blitz. Like, all my guys are involved, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, very happy, very proud of my coaches. Uh, just a great staff, and I love my kids. I mean, I know I use that repetitiously, but it's because I really mean it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not afraid. I'm a grown man that's not afraid to say to another grown man, I love you. You know what I mean? Not. That's how I was raised. So it is what it is. And the kids know that. And for these kids to have, you know, the task at hand, getting another win, you know, on that, that win-loss sheet, you got EHT on the schedule coming in, a right. team that we're familiar with, you know, from Cape Atlantic League days to even, you know, newer times now over the past couple of years with West Jersey Football League. They're finally coming to our house. It feels Absolutely. nice to not have to go to EHT. It seemed like we were going year. there every year. Every year. We <laughs> went like, there twice go? last yes. year. I'm like, well, what are we doing here? But <laughs> it's it nice to have them come, come to, to us. us. Yes, um, yes. What's the excitement factor about playing a familiar opponent again? You know, Washington Township's been on the schedule. And we talked right. about that a couple of weeks ago. But to have an EHT coming in, they're also kind of on that up and up, trying to rebuild their program a bit after right. some graduating seniors last year and some coaching changes as well. What's the excitement level about playing a team like an EHT? Um, you know, again, our kids are pumped up. You know, not only is it, you know, again, us not going over there for the third time in a row, but, uh, you know, just all the festivities, everything that's going around it is, it's, 
building this beautiful ball of energy, if you will. And um, our kids are, you know, from our standpoint, our kids are more than ready to go ahead. And, and you know, if we could play tomorrow, they'd, they'd be ready mm -hmm. to roll. So um, we're just going to see where these chips fall come Saturday at 1. Do you as a staff and, you know, the players that have that experience playing against EHT kind of feel that same way about Washington Township that you guys feel this is a new age rivalry? This feels like a reborn rivalry almost where mm -hmm. you had the Cape mm -hmm. Atlantic League history between EHT and Vineland disappeared for a little bit, and then the West Jersey Football League comes Going around, right EHT comes back into the mix, and now for, I'd say, what, the past five, six years now, Absolutely. they've been on the schedule continuously, yes. and it's a new era of Vineland versus EHT. Does that rivalry still feel like it's there in oh, terms 100%. of just, you know, old school and now new school and just building new chapters upon it? 100%. Um, you know, there's been some uh, bad blood between us through the years. Um, so, you know. We're going to keep everybody even keel. Um, you know, to date, knock on wood, our kids act accordingly, and I don't see any different, uh, any any difference, rather. Um, our kids are going to go out there. They're going to give you 100% on the field, and at the end of the day, whether it's a win or loss, they're going to win and lose with class, and mm -hmm. that's the bottom line. Is that something that, you know, the players who have been here for a couple of years, these some of these upperclassmen, do they kind of, you know, set that tone as well during practice, during film and install, and during, you know, just the, the week at large, knowing that EHT is a rival, knowing that there is history right. between these two teams and they've been a part of it. Is that something that kind of gets, you know, hey, we know this team, they know us, we don't like them, they don't like us, we want to set the tone at our house now and come away with what we think should be a winning effort? Uh, I'll tell you this much. You know, the seniors that were – uh, there last year um, and you know when they were youngins and were there the year before um, you know they have a they have a chip on their shoulder they really do and rightfully so uh, there was a lot of things that happened um, over in that venue that were kind of uh, not so cool all right um, and the kids went through that kept it in their back pocket and I'm sure that uh, they're gonna let the sparks fly come come Saturday um, you know between between that, uh, those white lines, they're going to let the sparks fly. So, Through film and, and watching everything as a staff on this EHT team, like we mentioned, they've had graduating seniors there in kind of a rebuild phase as well. Right. What, have, what are some things you guys have picked up on that maybe has changed from what they've done over the past couple of years that, you know, is something you want to focus in on, that's something you have to pay attention to and have extra emphasis on during game time is like, hey, we got to be able to stop the run. They throw the ball really well. We got to be locked in man-to-man, -man, zone coverage, whatever it may be. What are some things that stood out to you guys on film that EHT has been able to execute this year that you've really locked in on this week? Uh, you know, their run game, um, you know, is, is pretty much their, their high point, um, you know, as far as their offense. Um, but the quarterback can throw the ball as well. So um, we're just, uh, you know, it's, it's the typical rigor or more, right? Stop the run, force them to pass. I mean, I think every team in, in, you know, this country, their first thought is unless it's an uncanny team that just passes 90% of the time and just runs 10, you're looking to stop the run, force the quarterback to, to do his due diligence with his wideouts and see where it goes from there. And, I mean, to have them coming in to the pomp and circumstance as well of homecoming at Catone, extra day on top of it, can kind of throw a schedule off for a player. Right. How fun is it knowing that, you know, homecoming's also against a rival? Right. It's uh, it's pretty cool, you know, in that, you know, we went through their homecoming once already, you know. So, um, and I don't think we fared too well there. Uh, so, hopefully we could fare well in our homecoming and give them a little taste of what we felt when we left their homecoming. And to be back home again, you know, there's been – some road games here in this second half of the season to be back home at Catone Stadium, afternoon game, sun is out. What's kind of the just excitement about being back at home and being in that environment that is Catone Stadium on a game day? Um, I'll tell you what, Catone Stadium is a beautiful place to play. Just uh, it went from this, this I, guess, I guess you put it, uh, I'm going to put it nicely. You went from a, a dirt and grass paradise to this nice, plus 
island of a turf field. It's just, they did a great job on that turf field. I love that field. Um, the kids love it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a nice feel knowing that you're going to be on that, on that Catone platform overlooking Landis School. You know, it's just a real nice picture. Um, sun going down in the back. Well, I don't know if it's going to be too sunny this Saturday. I think it's a wash. So, it's all right. Rain, sleet, or snow, mm -hmm. as long as there's no lightning out. Violin will be there. I wanted to get your take on this, too, because whenever we talk about Katone, we talk about that turf and everything. Right. And it's, a, it's a hot debate in the NFL streets about replacing turf fields and putting, you know, grass into the NFL fields. Hmm. What do you think is the difference of, you know, high schools preferring turf fields for their athletes versus the NFL athletes clamoring for grass fields rather than turf? I think that, again, this is just my thought. Mm -hmm. um, I think that in high school, it's a culmination of things, right? So in high school, you're trying to work within a certain budget, right? Um, taking care of a grass field every year is very costly. People have no idea of the cost to take care of a grass field. Soccer, football, it doesn't matter, okay? You eliminate a lot of cost by putting down a nice turf field. Now what happens then? Now you eliminate cost. That's great for the budget, right? But now what happens is any player that steps on a turf field, the injury uh, uh, expectation goes up immediately. Um, when you plant your feet in turf, nine times out of ten, it's not going to move out of there. It's just not. And if it does move, other pieces of your body are going to move with it, and you're probably looking at a bad injury. Um, this is what I think going into the NFL venue, they're trying to eliminate that, right? They're all assets to these owners, right? Mm -hmm. These are multi-billionaires, and they're trying to protect their asset. What's their asset? These football players that are playing. So let's protect them in any way possible. I mean, look at the quarterback. It's like a prima donna league now, man. It's, I'm sorry. It is, it's not mm -hmm. football like when I played. Quarterbacks were getting destroyed, okay? And no flags were coming out. You touch a quarterback now, shoot, flag goes up, okay? So I think at the end of the day, the protecting of their assets being the football players, they're trying to go ahead and move away from turf, which makes you injury prone when you touch that thing, into a less hostile, uh, uh, you know, type of material being grass. It moves. It shifts. You know, you you plant your leg in the grass. Nine times out of ten, if somebody hits your leg, it's going to move with the grass, and you'll avoid a bad, bad injury um, versus turf. Nine times out of ten, your foot gets stuck in the ground or your arm, your hand gets stuck in the ground. Well, guess what? Everything's shifting, but your hand stays in the same spot. Do you also think it's an age thing, too, where – when you're in high school, like, your body's still changing. You're still growing. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're in the NFL, you're 24, 25, going into your 30s where right. your body's going to be what it is, you know, in terms of size, in terms of, you know, just mm -hmm. muscular, uh, you know, growth and everything like that outside of what you do in the weight room. Right. Do you think age plays a factor into that as well where, you know, when you're 15, 16, 17, 18, you're more nimble, you're more agile, right, and right. you can kind of move a little bit more with that turf than, say, a, a 29 to 32-year-old NFL veteran? Could be. It could be, but I, I, I would want to say it's more on the ladder of what I told you, man. Like, like, yeah, you're more nimble, but I've seen kids, you know, blow out elbows mm -hmm. on turf. You know, stick their hand on the turf, and there goes the elbow. They get hit, boom. Um, knee, gone. I mean, I, I so I played at the College of New Jersey, and, and we had a uh, defensive end. His nickname was Fish. And lo long story short, we're practicing on one end of the field, and all I start hearing is this unbelievable yelling, like top of the lungs, almost screeching, right? We look over. I mean, and this was the first-gen turf. Horrible. It was like you'd have rug burns just stepping mm -hmm. on it, you know? Um, this kid's right knee. I've never seen such a gruesome injury in my life. His foot was facing due north, but his knee was facing west. Blood all over. The, I mean, it literally opened up 
bone. You saw all types of things that you shouldn't see. You know, it was just mm-hmm. a, a mess. Um, even on our field, there was a kid. I think it was EHT. Mm-hmm. One of their his foot, the ankle, the bone went right. I mean, I've seen some really nasty injuries on turf. Really nasty. Fast forward to grass. I'm telling you right now, in my time, my time playing, okay, and I played for Hamilton High School, mm-hmm. we had a grass field. We didn't see injuries that bad. All right, maybe a dislocated knee, dislocated elbow, but not the bone coming mm-hmm. through the skin and blood all over. No way. So there's a big difference, turf and grass. So at the end of the day, like I said, in my opinion, I think these billionaires just want to protect their assets, being the football players, as much as possible, and why not give them a plush – you know, Blu-ray grass field with a nice crown, the whole night. Plush. Where they know they can take, they have the monies to mm-hmm. take care of it every year with no problem. EHT coming in. What are some things that you guys have focused in on practice-wise this week? Really preach, like you mentioned. Kind of trimming the fat, getting back to the basics. What are some things you guys noticed this week or, or players this week that stood out to you guys as a staff that you're excited to see this week of practice culminate on Saturday afternoon against EHT because player players put in that work and they're ready to take on what EHT you believe will present to you. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, all our captains, um, you know, uh, you know, as far as Gilbert, you know, Patrick Gilbert, you know, Mark Mutcherson, you know, you have Terrell Powell. And then of course the golden leg, you know, Mr. Greif, Colin, um, They've all been uh, steady at their pursuits. They're ready. You know, they are more than ready. Um, again, we trim that fat out of the playbook. We're going to keep it basic, um, you know, offensively, defensively as well. And these kids are just locked in, man. They know exactly what their alignment is, their assignment, their adjustment is um, to anything that, that, you know, we might see out there on the field come Saturday. So, I'm just excited for our kids, man. I just want them to, to feel that W again. Feel how it is to leave with your head held high and, and, and knowing that you put everything out there and you left it all in the field. So excited for our kids come Saturday. Especially in front of what should be a rowdy Absolutely. homecoming crowd. It should be. But let's just hope and let's, hope, let's keep our fingers crossed that maybe the football gods, <laughs> the big guy up there just says, all right, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to pause the rain until after the game. That would be exactly. nice for all the kids of Island because I want to see, you know, all them festivities go off without a hitch. Exactly. Because, you know, even for a homecoming game, like, that's fun for the fans as yeah. well. They come out yeah. to watch everything, everything that's going on. not just on. football. Look, the kids, man. You know, you got so much going on. You know, the, the parade with the cars. It's just a really well-planned event um, for the community of Island, man. And, and, and these kids deserve any positivity. Like I said, I, I keep preaching it because it's the truth. There's so much negative stuff going on, man. They, you know, um, parents, man, please just, just, you know, stay on your kids in a, in a good way, man. Talk with them, you know, talk with them. Cause they're going through some, some of our kids are going through some, you know, real things out there and just, just, just be by their side, man, you know, keep it positive And, um, we're going to be all right. And like you mentioned okay. earlier in the season two, all home games, if you wear your jersey or your Absolutely. cheerleading outfit for the Blitz and for uh, Third Street, Street, yep, get in free. Yeah. Bring the kids out. Homecoming Absolutely. is like one of those fun events, especially for that age demo. Absolutely. To come out and watch everything that goes on. It's it's yep. something that catches your eye in all aspects. And, and, you know, those kids will never forget that type of event. You know, that's why I'm hoping that the sun comes out that this rain goes kind of like off off the radar and and it lets the you know the kids of island experience an event that is not just football but they'll see the band they'll see the cheerleaders they'll see the color guard and in all their glory you know um and it might spark something different in their approach to when they come to high school like wait i think i want to do color guard or i think i want to do i want i want to be a cheerleader i want to i want to be in the band mm-hmm pretty cool like what they're doing you know so it's just it's so much more than just oh you know violent football is playing ehd it's so much more you know we'll we'll wrap up in a minute with everything eht wise we'll talk a little alumni here right. uh tyreen powell leading Rutgers in tackles once again not the outcome that the scarlet knights wanted no. against wisconsin but uh 
nine tackles, I believe, for Tyreem on his uh, yeah. what our expected road is to that Buckus Award. And Absolutely. unfortunately, we lost Dick Buckus this past week. No he way. passed away at the age of 80. So it'll be the first wow. uh, posthumous Dick Buckus Award handed out. But yeah. Tyreem, nine tackles to his credit after kind of a nice little week off the week yeah. before. Yeah. Um, just another – he led the team in tackles and just continues to dazzle and build his draft stock up. Um, again, I just – that you know, this is something that I know. I wholeheartedly know that that young man is going to go on to the next level. Um, he's just put too much work, too much time into his craft. Um, you know, and again, any team that gets this man on their roster, any NFL team that gets this man on their roster – I promise you, you're getting more than just a football player. You're getting more than just a football player, I promise you. And so, I can attest to that, too. I mean, Tyreem has just been unbelievable since the day I met him. Yes, yes. What, four or five years ago now? Yeah. And, like, just watching his progression, positional switches, and now just becoming just an all-caliber linebacker at the collegiate yeah. level in the Big Ten is yeah. fascinating to yes. watch. Uh, I want to see who – Rutgers is up against this week for everybody to tune into to watch Tyreem as Rutgers will be playing Michigan State at Rutgers. Okay. Should be a good That's one gonna for be Tyreem an interesting there and a, a fun matchup there. Obviously, Michigan State's been dealing with some off-the-field issues. Right. Um, so we'll see how Tyreem and, and company and Coach Giano can take advantage of that, you know, on the field and mm -hmm. use that to their advantage at home and, and get a big dub against a team that – you know, in years past, was viewed as a powerhouse and uh, another Big Ten matchup for Rutgers. Listen, Coach Ciano has the staff uh, totally in sync, totally on point, and um, I don't expect anything but a big W for the uh, Scarlet Knights, uh, you know, come game day. And we're recording this episode of the show on Thursday night, and uh, Pop's getting ready to play in about an hour and on I gotta Thursday get home for night. That, man. I got to get home for that. <laughs> Uh, and guess who's going to be in attendance for Thursday Night Football once again? Uh, Miss Taylor Swift. Uh, Swifties <laughs> are going to be in full effect. Uh, not to mention probably half of Hollywood. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, these, these, these boxes up there, you look at the people in there, you're like, oh, wasn't he in the movie uh, Gladiator? Like, what, what, are we, what are we doing, man? It's a whole entourage uh -huh. they bring. It's not just Taylor Swift and Swifties. And I love how everybody was like, oh, this is going to blow over. It's going to no. be over in a week or two. No. And no. No. One, <laughs> genuinely <laughs> feels like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift like each other. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? And now just the Hollywood world yes. is crossing over even more into the NFL space. And, yep. you know, it is one of those things that it's it's different for the NFL now where traditionally you'll see maybe one or two famous fans at a game here right. or there. You know, Paul Rudd has been at Chiefs yeah. games. Uh, you know, the Eagles, you see Bradley Cooper at games right. all the time up in Jeffrey Lurie's box. But it, it feels very similar to, like, the NBA now almost yeah. where you see all the celebrities courtside. Yes. And they pan in on them, put them up on the jumbotrons and stuff. It's getting to that level yes. whenever the Chiefs play, wherever they play. You're seeing celebrities left and right coming out to watch the Chiefs because Taylor Swift is there. Um, as I said, just peep those boxes. Those VIP boxes up there are full of Hollywood stars. It's, it's just fun. And then it, the funny thing is they try to, you know, masquerade as something else. Yeah, they put on a little hat or something, some glasses. I, we know who you are, man. <laughs> We watch TV, okay? We know who you are. Stop it, okay? It is hilarious. Pretty cool, though. I love yeah. it. I love it. And, love I mean, it. whenever Taylor's in town, pop pops off. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. But, uh, yeah, he's just – listen, man, I, I, again, um, it's kind of like surreal, right? So, so, you know, this man does his thing during the season, but then he'll come back home. He's it's, he's always pop, and it's like, hey, what's up? You want to get together? Mm -hmm. You want to go eat? Yeah, dude, let's go eat, chill out. So the man doesn't change, man. And that's, like I said, and I'll keep saying, that's one of the best attributes somebody could have. If they can be the same person, you know, whether they're at some crazy venue or, you know, with mom and dad or, you know, with friends, that's a genuine person, man. That's somebody that you want to be around. That's, he's infectious. Why? 
because he's the same all, all day long. He's just him. That's it. Respectful, uh, young man, um, you know, works real hard at his craft, um, and, and he's just a, a bright light to be around, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it, and, again, my opinion, but I think that we've been kind of like, uh, you know, just overwhelmed with a good, a good energy with these kids, with Demby, you know, with Pop, with Tyrene. They're just great people to be around. Mm -hmm. They had that beautiful aura. You know what I mean? So it doesn't Instant matter who. mood change yeah. whenever any of those three Step in, in particular room. walk into a room. It, I mean, it doesn't matter which one of those three come in a room. It's just the mood changes. It's just a good uplifting. And if all three walk in the room, look out. Yeah, it's Put just. Put sunglasses yeah, on because it is going to be yeah, bright. Bright. It's just a bright, beautiful feel. Um, so, you know, it's just it's nice to, to be able to know that we've been a part of that and we're still a part of that. And Jamil's putting more music out. Yeah. I was looking at this his uh, Instagram and TikTok the other day. He ain't stopping. He's got a new song coming, yeah, uh, which stopping. is very exciting. And the stuff that he's been able to do, you know, and we talked about this time, he's just versatile. He can yes. pivot into so many different lanes. Uh, Him and his brother. All the you time. Know, just all the time. Great, 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 great dudes, man. And great it's just the, the creative aspect of the Demby family. Yeah. That yeah. anything they put their mind to, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I can't say enough about that kid, you know, or not kid, young man. Now, my goodness, you know, it seems like he was just playing for us, you know. Um, but just a beautiful person, you know, that deserves beautiful things in his life. And, um, you know, he is he's attaining those things. So so kudos to you, man. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Love you, Demi. So best of luck to Tyreem and Papa, obviously, 100%. in their games this week. And obviously, Coach. You guys got a game to play on Saturday. Yes, we got to get that W, man. Expectations, final thoughts going into this matchup with the EHT and this next chapter of this rivalry uh, and what you're expecting from the team, from you, you guys as a staff, and right. expecting from the fans to come out and, and support during homecoming. Um, I'm not expecting no more than what we've been preaching to our kids from day one. Give us your all and leave it all on the field. That's it. It's a real simple formula. Execute on every down, put together four quarters of football, and you won't be disappointed. Um, as far as the community, um, please come out, support the kids of Island. Um, you know, stay positive. Things will change. You know, you go through these, these uh, you know, peaks and valleys, if you will. But um, just know that the kids are giving you everything they got every game. So... Before you guys, you know, not everyone, but you know who I'm talking to. Those people out there that want to criticize in a negative way, you know, always point the uh, thumb because it points back at you. Criticize yourself first. Understand that you're a grown person, and these are 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old young men, okay? So if you put yourself in that light and understand that these are young kids playing a game that they love, and doing it in a positive light and doing positive things for the community, then act accordingly and keep that positivity going instead of possibly saying some negative things that you really don't mean at the time. 100%. Can't wait for Saturday afternoon. It's going to be a ton of fun. Come out to homecoming, rain, sleet, snow. We're going to be there. Absolutely. Uh, you can catch the game on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash at TV. Make sure you subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel so you don't miss out on any episodes of Guzman's Gridiron every single week. Premieres usually day or two before game day uh, around 7 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel. And it's in podcast form wherever you get your podcast. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully talking about a big-time win against EHT, preparing for one more final regular season home uh, game this year against Penn Salkin. And then, uh, you know, it's on to just waiting to see what the postseason may hold. And then, obviously, the big one on Thanksgiving. But oh, yeah. big thank you to Allen Associates and the Double Eagle Saloon and Deck Bar for supporting the show every single week. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll thank be back. Guys. And, Coach, best of luck against the HT. Thank you so much. I woke up saying it's about time. Relax. Like a